Hey, gorgeous friend, it's Denise here. And just in case you missed my big announcement this week, I want to make sure that you check out my big package, my ultimate money mindset package. Once a year, I offer a special package of my money mindset business and manifesting courses, plus the chance to work with me as your mentor and coach for the whole year. Now, this is for you if you want my support to work on your money stuff and learn how to do business on your terms. You get my three best courses complete with the strategy and coaching you need to make this your money breakthrough year. There's a juicy discount and a long payment plan. So head to denisedt.com slash package to check out my package. (laughs) And I hope you come and join us because if you have a dream to grow your business and help more people and make more money, we have the support tools and community to help make it happen for you a lot quicker and easier than you could ever imagine. That's denisedt.com slash package. And let's get on with the show. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey there, it's Denise here. Welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. We're talking about making decisions today. And um, I, because I got a couple of questions coming in about like, how do you make big decisions in your business? How do you decide who to hire? How do you decide when to leave a business? How do you decide when to stop a service? I get things like that all the time. Should I do this or that? Should I leave my job? Should I keep working? Should I, you know, there's so many decisions to make in business and here's the thing and here's the hard thing is that when you have your own business that comes down to you the buck stops with you and that can be empowering and it can also be really scary and stressful because we don't want to make the wrong decision and sometimes we just want someone to tell us what to do we want someone to tell us what to charge We want the critic-proof price. We want to have a critic-proof business. And if only we had a crystal ball and we knew what the outcome would be of those decisions. And I remember actually at the start of this year, I was doing that a little bit. I was like, God, I wish I had a crystal ball. I wish I had a crystal ball. I wish I knew when this house was going to sell. I wish I knew when I, when, um, you know, which house I should buy next. And I was like in a freaking tizzy about it. And I was trying to get answers from everyone else. And one of the things I was doing was um, pulling tarot cards. And the tarot cards would say to me, um, just wait, have patience. The answers are coming. Just have patience. Not yet. Um, Or the tower card, you know, like everything's shifting and changing. And I was like, no, tell me me a different answer. And so I was kind of just like, no, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that it's going to take time. Um, I was asking lots of other people, what do you think I should do? When do you think it's going to happen? And I wasn't really like sitting with my own intuition and I wasn't making decisions. I was real. I just wanted someone else to take care of it. And actually I was feeling really resentful about it. I was like, why do I have to be the one? You know, why has it all come down to me? And I was like super whiny all the time and just resentful And then I found that the big decisions turned into small decisions that I couldn't make. And Mark would be like, what do you want for dinner? I'd go, I don't care. Just make a decision. 
He'd be like, what do you want? Do you want to, what do you want to see at the movies? And I'd go, why do I have to come up with everything? You know, I was just like really in a state around it because I had a lot of things that were unknown and I didn't like it. I did not like it. So when it comes to making decisions big or small, there are a couple of things that I do that are not super scientific, but really, really help me. Okay. So as I said, I do pull tarot cards quite regularly. Um, but you have to, if you do things like that and get guidance from things like that, you have to listen. And also you have to, you have to understand you always have free will, you know, and I love seeing psychics. I love seeing, you know, people who give intuitive advice, but still, it still comes down to you and your own, you have to make the decision often. Um, when it comes to things like coming up with pricing, for example, you know, like I'll often flip a coin. I'll use a random number generator. So you can just Google random number generator and someone's created this little algorithm and you can put in two different numbers, press a button and it will just spit out a number for you. And so I'll often do that if I find it hard to make a decision around pricing, I'll put in, okay, it's going to be between, you know, $1,200 and $1,500. And I'll put those two numbers in. It spits out a number and I go, oh, yeah, that feels good. Um, And you don't have to do what it tells you to do. It's just sometimes you go, oh, not that. And sometimes you need to know what not that is before you know what you do want. And that can be tricky, right? Sometimes Mark will say, I need to make a decision on this, this and this from a business point of view. And I go, I don't know yet, but I know it's not that. Or I'll say, bring me some options. And then I'll go, not that, not that, not that. Oh, yeah, okay, we can work with that. And so that can be really tricky too when you just go, but I want I want to know what the perfect thing is, but you don't know. Okay, and a good example of this is um, dream houses. People say to me, I, you know, what's my dream house? I want, to, I want to live in my dream house. And you go, well, go look at houses. And they go, well, I'm not ready yet. And I go, but sometimes you don't know what you want until you see 50 versions of what you don't. And being in that environment going, hmm, yeah, actually, I don't like this type of house. Oh, that doesn't feel good to me. Oh, I didn't like that. Um, going and staying in, in Airbnbs in your dream neighborhood will give you that information. Because how many times have you heard about people they are like, oh, I finally moved to the thing. I finally moved to the beach or I finally moved to the country. And then I was like, oh, I didn't like it. And so sometimes you don't know until you know. And I really wanted to live by the beach for years, like 10 years I wanted to live near the beach. And then we built this amazing big dream house by the beach. And then I was like, oh, I don't love living near the beach. I don't love that my car is covered in salt and my car rusts. I don't like that the windows rust. I don't like that um, there's all these people here all the time going to the beach. I don't like that there's um, like windsurfers around. And so then it was like, oh, cool, I can choose something else. And often that's the problem. People go, I don't want to make a decision because what if it's the wrong decision and then I have to live with it forever? And you don't. You know, I, I lived in that house um, for three years and I was like, I'm done. I don't, want to, I don't want to live here anymore. I did it. It was great. I liked it. It's not my dream. And you can change your mind. I've actually even done this where I, I bought a house and I went, nope. I owned that house for six weeks. 
And I felt so bad because I, I was like I had engaged architects and builders and all these people who had, you know, started to, to plan out what we we're going to do with this house. And I undid it all and I felt really bad about it. But I didn't want to live there. I didn't want to live there. So it's okay. You can undo anything. And actually, I, I almost undid something recently where I bought a house and then I was like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. I called my lawyer and I said, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. Can you find out what the consequences are? And he was like, yep, he went and did it. And he was like, it's probably going to cost you, you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars in fines and then they could sue you. And I went, oh, okay, at least I have that information now. And I went, okay, I'm going to go through with it after all. And so there's very few things in life that are completely irreversible. Sometimes you just have to just do it. But really it's the, what what came up for me about that house, and yes, lucky bitch problems, I know, um, was the inconvenience of other people. It actually didn't bother me about the money because you know, I'm used to paying ADHD tax. I There's lots of times in my life where I've lost money because of my own stupidity or my own inability to read a contract or I changed my mind. But actually that wasn't the thing for me. It was, but I've, I've involved other people. This is going to inconvenience other people. This is going to upset other people. And it didn't. I mean, we used that architect for something else. We used, you know, our financial advisors. They just used... They still got paid for the, their advice, but it was just the people are going to think I'm a flake. People are going to not like it. And I've made my bed and I have to lie in it. And how many times have you heard that as a kid, right? Well, you made that decision. Now you have to deal with it. And I've said it to my own kids too, where, you know, Willow will sometimes go, I don't want to go to ballet today. And I said, well, you've committed to doing it. And, you know, you can finish out the term if you don't want to do it anymore. That's fine. But you've committed to doing it. You've committed to doing exams. And so you have to show up. Like that's, that's, it is what it is. Um, and you can totally quit later on. That's fine, but not today. But there's something there about shaming. Like you might have been shamed as a kid for changing your mind. And as an adult, you're allowed to change your mind right? And you're allowed to ask and you're allowed to um, advocate for yourself, but it can be really tricky. Um, So I want you to reflect on that. What big and small decisions would you like to change your mind on? And where are you struggling to make a decision because you're worried about being stuck or it's going to be forever or you're not going to like it or you're going to be so committed and, and that's it. And like I said, there's very few things in life that are forever, forever. A lot of people struggle to set prices because they think, oh, once I pick a price, that's it. I'll have to stay with that forever. No, you can change your prices every client if you want to. You totally can. There there are no rules around that. Um, Well, there might be for your industry, but most of the time there's not. You just, you can make it up. Um, You might be struggling to think, oh, do I do a course first? Or create a book next. What do I do? And so you just do nothing. And that that doesn't work either. It really doesn't because then you end up doing nothing. So I've got some more tips for you. I'm going to take a really quick um, break and have a little cup of tea real quick. Um, but I'll be right back after this break because I've got way more tips for you on how to make decisions. 
Hi, my name's Dr. Nikki, and I'm also known as the Female Money Doctor. Now, when I first read Get Rich Lucky Bitch, I didn't actually have this business because I believe that as a doctor, I couldn't run a business because what did I know about business? But actually, after reading her book, it really shifted my thinking into how else I could make money um, and improve um, the money coming into my life. And well, the rest is history. Four years on, I'm running my business, absolutely loving it, and I've learned so much. Okay, welcome back. We are talking about making decisions. And I've already said, you know, sometimes I flip a coin, sometimes I use a random number generator, I'll ask tarot cards, I'll do all the things. But I think there's something there about um, like checking in with yourself. Okay. And I know sometimes if I'm procrastinating making a decision, it's because I haven't really thought it through yet. Um, Because I have done things in the past where I've impulsively made a decision and I've had to learn to not just to automatically say yes to things. I've had to learn to say, oh, maybe tell me more. And this is the hardest thing for me because I'm impulsive, right? And so I'll just go, yeah, cool. That sounds good. Like, yeah, count me in. But if I'd said, oh, maybe... Tell me more. What does it entail? Um, when's the deadline? What do you need? How much do you need? Um, like, what's the word count? What's it to be used for? What do you need it for? You know, all those things. I would get a little bit more information, and then then I can decide if it's for me or not. Sometimes, though, there are some things in my life. It makes it easier for me to have very, very strong yes or no around it there's no wiggle room there's no like maybe tell me what more whatever and I've just had to put a few things like this in my business because I get you can imagine I get a lot of requests for stuff people ask me for things all the time people ask me to speak at their conferences or their events or their online summit or um, you know just all of those things and everyone's really nice when they ask and I want to help lots of people and so in the past I've said yes to everything and then I've regretted it because Um, I haven't thought it through or I've felt a bit burnt out or just, you know, all of those things, right? And so one of those things for me is that I don't do online summits. I I just don't do them. I've been involved in them before. I, I, you know, didn't feel like I got a return. Sometimes I'm kind of the biggest person on there and so they're kind of using me to get other people in, but there's not really much benefit for me. Um, Sometimes, you know, I'm one of many, and I'm not saying online summits are bad. I've seen people do them so beautifully and so well. But for me, there's so many unknowns in that. I need to think, who else is on the summit? You know, uh, is one of one of those people like a horrible person? Do I have to look into the reputations of every single person? Is this like a diverse panel? Is this, you know, all of those things. And I just don't have the bandwidth to do all of that research all the time for something that isn't necessarily going to get me a return for my time and energy. So I find that's an easy thing in my business to have a black and white no on. Like it's just like, no, I don't do online summits. Um, I, you know, I don't do, for the most part, I don't um, like go speak on other people's paid events, like paid groups and things like that. It's like, I'll go on your podcast, but if it's a paid event that other people are paying for, probably not. 
And that just makes it an easy thing for me, right? And so I'm not saying to you, don't go on online summits. What I'm saying is that there will be some things in your business that cause you so much angst and you just go, that isn't easy. No, I'll never have to think about it. I'll never have to have that discussion. I never have to have my team come back and say, oh, this person's asked you to be on their summit. They just know, hey, Denise doesn't do summits. Thanks so much. But if you've got a podcast, she'd love to be on it, but no, no to the summit. Um, And same with like affiliate things. People go, can you be an affiliate for me? And I'm just like, no, don't do it. Um, Because I've done it before and it hasn't worked out because I didn't do enough research. You know, and so it's just easier for me to just go, nope, don't do it. Does that mean I never have exceptions? No. Oh my God, don't email me about your summit, please. But it just means that when it comes to making decisions, if there are things that cause you a lot of angst and research, then it's okay to have a black and white no around it. And that could be things like, um, you know, can you give a discount? And if you just go, no, we don't do discounts. That's a decision you no longer have to make. Because what the idea of, of this is to really reduce decision fatigue, to leave your energy for the decisions that actually make a difference to you. And this is why you see people who go, I just wear the same clothes every day. I, wear the, I eat the same food every day because I do not want to have a discussion about it. Um, this might mean in your business that you put together some standard operating procedures or you you put together some guidelines so you don't have to have these discussions again and again. And this happened for me where I was going on a book tour um, and I was doing like 12 cities around Australia over about six weeks. And so I would fly to a city, do an event, fly to the next one, do an event, go home. So I was away for like three days. And it drove me crazy because each time Mark would be like, what seat do you want on the plane? You know, what kind of makeup artist do you want? What do you want the makeup artist to do? What do you want for lunch? What do you want? And I was like, oh, my God, never ask me these decisions, like these questions ever again. So it's going to be the same in everything. So it's like put together this list and say to every makeup artist, you know, here's a picture of Denise's face. She likes cool toned colors. She likes, you know, a smoky eye, but she's got slightly hooded eyes. Please make sure you've got individual lashes. Like do not make me make these decisions every time. I like an aisle seat. I like to sit in the front row if I can. So my preferred seat is usually like 1D. So it's like the front row. Um, it's the aisle seat, but it's the aisle seat away from the door because, you know, if it's cold or rainy. But um, I don't want to have this like discussion, you know, and I can see why when people get more successful too, they have these riders if they're speaking or doing an event because there's so many decisions to make on a day-to-day basis. Why do you want to have a decision about that? Like never ask me about this again. Um but what if, what if it's something like, you know, should I leave my job to start a business or should I get a job because my business isn't doing good or should I go in this direction or that direction? What do you do about those decisions? Um, and this is where you then can have the bandwidth. You know, if you're um, taking care of some of those annoying little things, great, then you can have the bandwidth for these bigger discussions. And so... The way I make decisions on this is I look at my values as a person. My highest value is freedom. Freedom. That's the biggest thing. And so I don't feel like I'm attached to anything except for my own freedom, really. Because then that, you know, 
that goes to everything else. I can be free to make decisions, to be the best mom I can be, the best wife, all those things. So freedom is my highest value. So that's how I make decisions on that. I go, Does, is this going to give me more or less freedom? And I've made dumb decisions around that where I shouldn't have done things because it's given me less freedom. Some things I've done at the farm. Um, so, you know, I have um, a farm because I wanted a country retreat for my family. But I bought a farm that has a hobby rose farm attached to it. And so does that give me more or less freedom? It gives me less freedom. So then I have to bring people in to take care of the roses. And we're trying to shift that a little bit because there's, you know, some decisions still come to me. Some of them don't. So I'm like trying to find the best model for that where I don't have to make decisions about it. Um, so what are your values? And how does that then help you make that decision? Does it bring you more or less of that value? Um, also, again, things like that. Should I take a job? Should I not take a job? Again, they're not forever. And I see a lot of people angsting about that at the moment. Should I take on a job? And it's like, well, what do you need right now? And sometimes people need peace of mind. They need nervous system regulation. They need a regular paycheck. Cool. Maybe taking a job is the best decision for you now. That's okay. You know, what about a decision? Should I do, you know, should I join a mastermind or not join a mastermind? And when you take out the decision of FOMO and like, oh my God, you know, um, I'm getting a sales pitch or whatever, really sitting with it and just being like, you know, does it excite me? That's always a good question to ask yourself as well. Does it excite me? Does it light me up? Though this is where it doesn't work for that. So when I was in full-on angst mode um, earlier in the year going, where should I move to? What's my next dream house? The thing is I can get excited about anything. I've got a great imagination. So every house we went to, I was like, I can see myself living here. I can see my whole life here. I can see birthday parties here. I can see anniversaries here. I can see myself growing old here. I can see it all. I can see myself being happy here. And it didn't help because I've just got a good imagination. <laughs> and so I could, I'm like, oh, a version of me would be really happy here. A version of me would be really happy there. And so that didn't help the the question of, um, is this exciting? Because yeah, I can get excited about anything. But the house before, because I've I've bought so many houses over the over the years, one thing that actually really did help me was to have a spreadsheet. And so I was like, what are the things that are important to us in our next house? And it was things like um, really good Wi-Fi signal, you know, like really good phone reception, um, easy driveway, like easy bins, all those things that like make your life annoying on a day-to-day basis. And then it was like nice to have things. So it was like the amount of bedrooms or bathrooms or um, a nice to have, I remember we put like frangipani tree on there but we put so many different things like a decent laundry um and you know all these things right so then we we got really geeky on this we had like a weighted scale so some of them was like it's zero or one it has it or it doesn't have it other things was like you could rank it on a scale of one to five you know like how you know how nice is the neighborhood and that was you know subjective kind of thing But it was really useful because I found that because I have that imagination and I could see myself in any 
profession, job, career, you know, anything, I had to really sit and go, oh, my God, I fell in love with that backyard. But did you notice it didn't have a good laundry? Or did you notice that when we were there, we had zero phone reception? Or did you see where the bins were? You have to go down this massive big driveway. Oh, did you see it was a shared driveway? Imagine how annoying that would be every day, like bumping into the neighbours in the in the shared driveway. And it kind of just gave us a score. And so if I had just done it based on, oh, how, how excited do I feel about this house? Um, it was a completely different score to like, what do we actually need? And so I get people to do the same when it comes to masterminds, jobs, whatever. It's like write out a list of what you need right now. Sometimes you need accountability. Sometimes you need inspiration. Sometimes you need community. Sometimes you need just, you know, hugs. Sometimes you need fun. Sometimes you need particular skill set from a mentor. Well, then that's going to help you make a decision rather than just like, wow, I just love her. Um, Or I just love that person. Oh, my God, they're so much fun. Or they gave me a really good, you know, sales pitch. It's like, oh, actually, I really, I don't need that at the moment. So that's probably my my final advice for you about like get geeky with a spreadsheet. And then there's still room for the magic factor. You know, there's still a little bit of room of going, yeah, but that that's okay. And actually on that house spreadsheet, there was a thing of going, you know, what's the sales price? But also it doesn't have a good bathroom. So if we were to renovate a bathroom, it would cost us approximately blah, blah, blah. And it just gave us extra information to do it. So I would love to hear from you. um, What's your favorite way to make decisions? Do you sit on things for a little while? Do you ask advice from other people? Do you pull a tarot card? Do you flip a coin? What are your favorite ways to make a decision? Okay, I've one final thought for you after this final ad. So do not go away. Hi, my name's Erin and I run Matcha U Tea, an online Japanese green tea business. And I just read Chillpreneur and it was amazing to see how to effectively scale a business without burning out. I've been in business about three years now and I'm wondering how to take that next step without having to work twice as hard because I already work very hard. Uh, Denise has shown me easy ways to manage uh, my time and to, yeah, be able to scale and grow without burning out or exhausting myself. So thank you, Denise. It's fantastic uh, to have resources like this and I look forward to reading more. Thanks. Hey, and welcome back. So my final thought is really asking yourself what like the millionaire version of you would do. You know, if you knew it would all work out, um, what would that version of you do? And I think that's really helped me over the last couple of years of going, well, if I'm, you know, if I'm going to be a success, my business is going to grow and I am going to be a millionaire, then it is a no-brainer decision to hire that person. Or it is a no-brainer decision to, um, I don't know, hire someone to help me write my ebook or to book the videographer to do that course, because that's what, that's what it will take. Because sometimes we see ourselves and then this perfect version of ourselves in the future. And you're like, that person, you know, they're perfect. They, you know, they never get upset. And it's like this mythical version of yourself. that's not really you. And so the more that you see that, the more you have this separation because it's not really you. And you're waiting to be perfect until you, you know, and then it's like, oh, then I'll make the decision because then I'll be perfect. And when you realize that you already are that version, you already are the millionaire version of yourself, then you know that like you are going to 
make imperfect decisions. And that's okay too. But at least you can move forward and going, okay, well, that's just something that I'll have to do based on being, you know, that's where I'm going. Inevitably, that's where I'm going. So that really helps me. What would millionaire version of Denise do? Makes it makes it easier to know what's what's next. All right, but if you have a um, a hard decision to make, the other thing is it's always your choice. It's your choice. You can choose. You can't make the wrong decision, and just make the decision. Just move forward. Nothing set in stone. All right, gorgeous. Well, I hope this was an easy easy decision to. Um, listen to this episode and hopefully it's helped you figure out what to do next and I will see you on next week's episode of Chill and Prosper. Bye! Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper Tell your friends to chill and prosper Review and subscribe We hope you had a very good time